This is Room 301, a podcast ran by digital agency group, The Digital Maze. Room 301 is a podcast all about SEO, PPC, website design, social media, and everything in between. Our aim with this is to equip marketing leaders with all the know-how to run and lead an effective digital strategy. My name's Rob. Let's get into it. Right, Titi, welcome back to Room 301. We have a guest today, a very experienced guest, a guest called Rudy. Rudy, how are you? Uh, I'm fine, I'm fine. I hope you are as well. Lovely, lovely. So just for our listeners, would you like to give yourself a, a very quick introduction? Um, yeah, I'm Rudiger. As um, my accent gets away, I'm not native from the UK. I'm actually from Germany, moved over here 10 years ago. Um, I'm currently working as the uh, SEO manager at 20i, um, web hosting company in Nottingham. Um, yeah, I'm in the website web hosting um, business, not web hosting, um, SEO business and optimization business for yeah over 20 years now. Started um, building my own websites back in the yeah. days for my little things I've did, and from there on it developed. So this is going back, probably predates Google, right? Yeah, I have, when I started out, Google wasn't around. I think it was more Alta Vista and Lycos and stuff like this, and yeah, there was yeah. was not really any optimization. It was just clinging on, and then some some tactics people don't want to know about nowadays <laughs> were, were used to you know rank yourself up. Yeah. So, so tell us more about your your current role. So 20i, Nottingham-based uh, hosting company? Um, yeah, web hosting company. So I'm the SEO manager. Like you do uh, in SEO, we try to um, get the best ranking for what we believe are the best products for sure. Yep, yep. Um, 20i was like the first company who brought reseller hosting to the UK. Okay. So we are in the UK and in the US apparently. Um, not apparently recently <laughs> um, available. So we're available worldwide, but the main markets are US and UK. Um, main focus was most of the time reseller hosting. We have like a WordPress optimized hosting as well. And the main thing that sets us apart is a little bit that we have an own control panel, which is a little bit better, we believe, yeah. than cPanel. And it's for free, so oh, fab. so that's a good thing. So brilliant. Well, I'm certainly grateful for you you coming along today. And I don't live too far away. Was um, was a short short journey, yeah. Lovely, lovely. Well, we are going to talk about all things AI today. So it's been an interesting, I say, couple of weeks for SEO. I think. Yeah, been... since, since 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 I think mid end November when yeah. the. The chat GPT storm broke loose. You can't log on to Twitter, LinkedIn without seeing anything about it anymore. And also, obviously, the last couple of weeks have been the the Yandex leak as well. And it's all been it's all been going off in in the SEO world. But um, yeah, it's, today's mean, podcast all about AI. Um, I'm just going to start with you know, in in your opinion, what what is AI? You know, we were talking just before we turned on the microphone today that it's not just come out of nowhere that you know i think people assume that don't they given the the sort of rise of chat gbt in the last couple of months but take us back take us back you know in, in your words and your knowledge of what ai is when it started 
um, AI technically started in, in the 1950s, but the idea is, is far, far older. So there were even some, some old Greek philosophers who pondered on the idea of, of having something else than human making decisions. Um, it was really like become more, more um, logical in the 17th century with, with uh, two mathematicians. Is that, is that pronounced correctly? Mathematicians? Mathema yeah. Mathematicians. <laughs> and in that days, they were mostly combined um, sciences with philosophy and stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, I think it was uh, Leibniz and Descartes who came up with the idea that calculus could make um, consensual decisions on knowledge it obtained. And um, the first time it was really the modern thing we call AI now was really set in place in the 1950s, early 1950s. Um, so it's it's like um, came from like the Turing model. I mean, in England, everybody had heard of, of Turing, uh, the guy who cracked the code uh, against the Nazis. Uh, great inventor, great, great guy when it comes to computing, even mm. if computing was more like things that moved still and stuff like this that days. Um, that's when it all started out and um, there was an initial uh, burst of energy put into it and finance as well yeah and the funny thing is there's always you know like a hype and then a drop off right so there was another one in the 1970s um where was big development then it dropped off it's, it's called i think the ai winter and there were three of them when nobody said no we don't put any more money into this um, in the 80s and 90s, the Japanese put really lots into it, and I think it got really to where we are now in the like, late 90s when um, Deep Blue from IBM, that was, I'm not sure if, sorry, if you're old enough no, to remember no, this, absolutely rings um, was the first um, AI computer who beat a human grand chess master in chess. Oh, wow. With chess, it's still quite explainable because chess, you can just, you know, train a database up to have every move in there, even if it's millions and millions of yeah, possibilities. Of course, yeah. um, got more interesting in 2015 or 16, I'm not sure now, when um, AI beat a Go player. Uh, Go is a Chinese board game, which is about 100,000 times more complicated than chess. Really? And the thing is, it started with a move that was never made before. And everybody, why does it do this? That's, that's totally unlogical. And it won the game in the end. The most optimal way, I imagine. Uh, still, people are still puzzled why it right. did this move, because it's totally illogical to start the game this way. But that was the first where AI has shown not only to um, use data it uses and, and um, just say, okay, I have this data and compare it to something else that happened before, but to make like a creative decision mm. on the knowledge it gained before by just compiling the data. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So it's not... It's not just ChatGTP and... <laughs> not just since November last year then, no. And, and ChatGPT is at the moment the hot topic. It um, is, yeah. There are other things around, by the way, that's it's, it's an NLP, um, natural language processing mm -hmm. thing. Um, but there, there for sure, everybody uh, was talking about, oh, this will be, you know, the big competition for Google and stuff like this. Uh, Google is working on AI forever. Okay, they're just existing 22 years, but um, they're always working yeah. on AI and, and using it even um, for how, how results are um, qualified and stuff like this. 
and they have their own NLP as well, which, oh, I'm now not, is it Lambda or called something else? But they have their own uh, NLP program running yeah. and uh, they just announced a few weeks ago or oh, they will roll it out maybe this year with search as well as, as a chat. So um, I've heard of that, yeah. A, a conversational yeah, yeah. Um, AI available via Google and stuff like this. I mean, yeah. this... OpenAI and Microsoft now, what do they say? 20 billion they want to put 20 in? 20 billion they've put in and it's been integrated into Bing and all sorts of clever stuff. And I know some of the guys that, that I work with in, in, our, in our FCO team have been talking about AI since way before chat GBT and, and all different things like that. So, no, it's all very interesting. Obviously, this particular podcast is all in the context of SEO. That's your background as well, Rudy. So... Can you explain any ways in which AI is currently being used in SEO actively in your experience or from what you know? It is used for for sometimes. So again, this this is a little bit um, I'm guessing, but I think a lot of the, the big tools like um, ZEMrush, HREFs or whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> they, they present you with the results. And these are for sure, there's, there's a database behind it which then makes, oh, these, these are the important questions and stuff like this. So, that's a form of AI as well, mm-hmm. I think, but it's used currently for uh, stuff like text generation or um, headline generation, um, comparison and stuff like this, with a lot of tools like uh, Jasper, I think, is one of the big ones, uh, Quiltbot, they are just you know, they claim they generate totally unique texts and stuff like this, which claim. I, 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 <laughs> I think there's, this has to be really taken with not the smallest pinches of salt. Yeah. Um, uh, at the moment, especially with ChatGPT storming on the stage, um, there's a lot of things people try to do with it. People are doing really good with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like for keyword clustering. Yeah. Um, making um, yeah, just, just logical or, or um, category clusters with keywords or with pages and stuff like this. That works really well. I actually use it to write regex. Okay. So, oh, nice. so um, regular expressions because I'm really, really bad at coding anything. Yeah. And regular expressions are so helpful with um, Google Search Console if, if you want yeah. to filter something. And you just type in write me in regex, regex for this and this puts it out works brilliant thing (laughs) love it saving time isn't it as well so obviously i think top of mind for certainly me and and a lot of people i speak to is there's a lot of good things going for ai there's a lot of things we could do to make um seo easier save us save ourselves time from a you know team point of view as well but i think there's a lot of ethical questions over that in terms of how much is too much how much content can you generate from ai for example which is then unoriginal and are you just are you just skipping forward are you cheating effectively in your view is it on is it ethical to use ai or do you think it's got its place um i think using it is ethical but again there are um all the cowboys out there who will misuse it and they all been there I mean, I'm. I was really happy when, when you know, the black hat SEO scene got a little bit pushed in the background. <laughs> uh, but I think all the guys who five years ago were selling backlinks from link farms and still try to do this now, they mm. were selling content in the future because it gets so easy to just generate 
uh, sorry to say so, but any rubbish. Um, and that then becomes, for one, not not even unethical, but, but unuseful, yeah. because it will be just the, the same and same and same again. So you can use it for a lot of things, but it always needs a human review. First, if it is correct, because sometimes it just generates wrong things. Um, it just because it will give you an answer mm. doesn't mean the answer is right. No, no, it, exactly. It, yeah. it, it sometimes it's I'm 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 sometimes sit there and say, what have you smoked, ChatGPT? Um, <laughs> but the other thing is, um, so even AI is, is is training itself and training knowledge, but it has a vast amount of data, which it can um, can draw on to come to conclusions, but the vast amount of data is from websites, from the internet. Mm -hmm. And so it's limited still. Even if it can put things creatively together, it only has the same roots. And I think one of the things people start to think about now is when it gets overused and it trains itself up again and again, and if it trains up on its own generated content, then it becomes like it's a roundabout, isn't it? A roundabout, and nothing new gets gets put in. It's just get yeah. all spun spun around. So at the moment, it's only trained up to data f um, up to twenty twenty one, I think. ChatGPT, at it, least. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, funny thing is, if you uh, look on like Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever, there's like oh, the fifty most important prompts, and then yeah, check my website for this and this. This is where it will give you an answer, but it won't mm. be the right one. Mm. Because if it knows the website, it will be outdated data on it. Yeah, and I think a lot of the content, certainly that I've read, that's AI generated, it lacks. For me, I, I like reading content that's driven by experience. So it's, it's got that unique perspective that an individual has experienced and it's shaped the way they want to put that story out. And I think that's what AI generated content lacks. It's great for being factual. I found it great for lists and bullet pointing key 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 items or key facts and stuff like that but in terms of you know actually putting a story together it really lacks that and i think it's going to become it's already quite frustrating to you know justify for me who's sort of a in a leadership position in an agency where i'm trying to justify to clients why we charge what we charge for our services it's going to become even more difficult now potential customers can see that they can get this stuff done next to free of charge but it doesn't mean it's going to generate results or yield an roi for them but it's 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 going to become more and more tough, I think, as these tools get more and more used. And more I, I don't think. I, I think actually um, it might take a little while, but um, the justification for your pricing might be even easier in the future because, yeah, there is more and more content generators. And I totally agree. It's brilliant to make lists. It's brilliant for ideation even. You know, 100%, when, yeah. when you have a little bit of block, you know, just, just give it a few prompts and, you know, what what is related to this? Give give me some other ideas around this, and it does this. That's brilliant. But for writing content pieces, um, longer ones, it gets really boring because it just has one tone. It doesn't have any experience or personality. Mm. Um, it repeats words quite often, yeah, so the language seems to be still, even if it's called natural language processing, and it it reads on short pieces quite as as it could be by a human. But in longer pieces, you like. Would anybody really say it and use this word that often? It doesn't use synonyms that much or whatever. And um, so 
I mean, there's, there's, I'm not sure how many billion websites there are at the moment, but there are, I think, far, I think at least 10 times more websites than humans on this planet, and 10% right. of them get read. Yeah. The most is out there, and, and nobody ever reads them. This all gets crawled and gets taken into consideration, and there will be far more rubbish put out over the next half year, year, two years, maybe. And it will clog up the system because people, like you said, say, oh, why should I hire somebody who writes me mm -hmm. high-value content for a reasonable pricing uh, when I can just have AI do the job? Yeah, yeah. And they might think, oh, yeah, this, this sounds good and put it on there. But in the end, it won't have the effect they want no. because it will be some of the things nobody will ever look at. Or maybe in the beginning somebody will look at it, but then people say, oh, yeah, but this is, this is you know, hundreds of thousands of times the same output there. So I was about to say, it's great for output. You can say I've done this many pieces of content this month, but actually in terms of what we're all here to do, that's, you know, hit an objective of some sort or hit a revenue objective or grow grow websites traffic. It's just not going to do that. And, and so for, 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 like, content creation other than lists, you can use it to break down content and have yeah. it have it write small paragraphs but again i would only use it for ideation or as, as you know getting a roadmap and it always needs um a human to review it maybe rephrase it and for sure check it for accuracy because it will put some stuff in that it just presumes and which is either not current or just plainly yeah. wrong yeah yeah and if you're not careful yeah that's big that's, impact big impact in the end, it is a tool, and like every tool, you can use it the proper way, or you can cut yourself the foot off. That's yeah, no, 100%. How do you think it's going to shape or help shape the role of an SEO professional over the next you know, three, four, five years, potentially? Oh, that's that's four or five years. It's it's really a long time in this this fast oh, fast developing. A year is a long time in this space, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> at the moment the pace is really high. Um, I think it really will help us in a lot of ways. I know when, when it came out, a lot of people were worried and how oh, it could do this and this and uh, do I keep my job and will people try to do it all on their own? No, because again, it's about experience, about knowledge, what you can bring to the table and you can use this tool to um, just be quicker with certain tasks which yeah. are rather boring and demanding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you have a big, let's say, a big, big e-commerce site which has easily um, 1.5 million pages or whatever and you know to to organize the data to organize the keywords the pages you know organize me everything that is blue organize me everything that is a t-shirt organize me everything that has this particular keyword in the headline or um, has any links to this these are things where a human would sit there and manually hours on end yeah. Even even if you use search and find or whatever or Excels, um, you could do it one word by one word or one prompt by one prompt. While in an AI, you could give a whole list of prompts and just get the full output. So even even if you use operators in in um, your table calculation or whatever, it still takes you a lot of time. While you can really upload the data prompt what you want as the output and let's say I run it and yeah. that's, that's, that's where it will really help. And uh, there's a lot of tasks that can be um, sped up and optimized with it. Yeah. Again, they have to be checked, but... Um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. 
And if, if if you were, you know, responsible for leading a team at the moment, is that what you would be encouraging yeah. them to do? Um, I would for sure encourage them to um, use it, to play around with it, to check the boundaries and the capabilities. So so where where does it go wrong? Where do I have an, have to have an eye on it in the output? And um, <clears throat> see what tasks can be optimized because that might be different from company to company, from yeah. from personality to personality. Some people just you know they 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 need their lists, and and I'm I'm not such a list guy, but I'm a guy who has like two point five million tabs open on a screen. <laughs> um, so everybody and everybody has to see where where can I use it in the best way for me. Um, is it um, like like make, making make, making uh, topical clusters? Is it um, mm. for semantics? Is it for just sieving to data? So our website, even if the company is 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 reasonably big, but our website doesn't have millions of pages. So there's a lot of things I can do manually. Still, I speed them up a little bit with AI at the moment. I try to. I'm still learning on this as well. I was going to say, like what, everybody what are is, you using AI for? Um, but um, it's always the size of, of the, the pages. If you, are, if you are an agency and you have multiple customers, totally different talk again, because you have different size, size customer websites and different problems you have to tackle. Yeah. And that's where we're at, you know. We're not... We're exploring it. We are... We're working out ways in which we should be using it for for our customers to to create uh, time benefits, as, as you spoke about, and creative benefits as well. Like you said, ideation stuff like that is something we've spoken about as well. Um, I think one of the things we've discussed internally as well is you know transparency around that as well. I think we're really keen to be transparent with our customers um, around the use of that. Any you know if. You were a customer of ours. Any advice on that in terms of transparency around the use of AI? Um, there's, there's a good example. Oh, what what was the name? I'm not sure if you remember. There's there's a banking company from in America, Bank something. I can't remember can't the name you. now. That was was big talk on on um, the social media channels over the last weeks as well. They have used AI generated content for the last two years. Okay, on the and radar or no. Publicly, so so there's um, content created by. I've seen this in the SERPs, yeah. And um, reviewed by. I've seen this. And yeah. edited by, so it's created by AI and reviewed by an expert, and edited by an expert, mm. and they really rocketed up with all of this. So really, I just think, by being transparent. Um, I think by by prompting the AI at first to to um, produce the right stuff because it's all about. How relevant is your content? Yeah. How good yeah. is your content? No matter no matter who writes it, and then yeah, being being open about it and say yeah, this this is the I written. So again, I think there there was it comes back to the days of black hat SEO. A lot of people who try to cheat the system. It's hiding it, isn't it? And um, it might work for a while, but in the end, I mean, Google has a lot of flaws, but it has a lot of clever people working on it as well, and if they catch you out. And and get a get a penalty. That's you know that's then you're done for at least a year. Or... Do, you, do you think that's the way it's going to go? Do you think the use of AI generated content will be 
not frowned upon, but accepted if you let users know, if it says at the top of the page, this has been generated by AI. Do you think, AI, do you think Google will, will, will start rewarding that almost? So even uh, I'm, I'm not sure about rewarding, but um, the thing is, I'm, I'm not sure even if you have to mention the author, if you have to mention it actively, but the latest statement from Google, I'm not sure if it was, was it John Mueller or was it, was it, was it Gary Illis? I'm, can't say. But there's, there's a statement from Google which says um, there's nothing wrong in using AI-generated content this, yeah. as long as it is helpful. Yeah, exactly. And correct, for sure. Mm. So, in the end, Google doesn't care who has written the content as long as it is useful and gives the user the information they want. Yeah, it's all about user intent, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah, and, and in, in the end, Google doesn't, doesn't care where the people go, they just want, mostly they want to stay them on, on the Google pages and provide the answer there. So if they, if yeah, they can have like, like, um, and AI is, is mostly tries to be very um, focused in the answers. So, and then if Google can scrape this and have this in the, the um, PAA, so the people yeah. also ask and people don't even click away from Google, then Google says, happy yeah. happy days. We're all going to live on Google eventually, aren't we, and get rid of our, our own websites? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure, because again, there's where AI comes in with Bing, might might get a little bit more of a drive when they integrate this. And Be interesting. Very um, interesting. I think two weeks ago, uh, there was um, an interesting job post, and uh, Barry Schwartz, I'm not sure... If you yeah. heard the name, just just uh, posted something um, today, I think. Um, Yahoo Search is seems to planning a comeback. Who's that? Sorry, Yahoo. Oh, really? Yes, Yahoo Search, which at the moment I think they are using Bing data. Right. But um, they have reactivated their Twitter account. They are actively there's there's a job post for um, Yahoo Search um, product manager out there. Mm. And they are giving some very uh, ominous hints via various social media channels that um, they might surface again. A lot of people at the moment are like, oh, is it <clears> going to be an AI thing as well? Or is it be something totally different? I think the Bing one is super interesting. I think yeah. Microsoft is doing a great job of, of <coughs> you know, building up hype around that, diversifying their revenue streams. But Bing is, what's the market share at the minute of that? Less than five percent, I imagine. Yeah, I think so, so, something around the five percent. Five percent mark. If, even if they can get ten, fifteen percent, that that creates a huge change in in our industry, the SEO industry. And I mean, I I, I can't really claim to be clued up on Bing that much, but I don't know how. If you compare two sets of search results, Google and Bing, I don't know how much they differ at the moment. I don't know. They differ quite a bit. So I, really. um, the company I worked for before was was a B two B company, and in B two B, more people use Bing because you're just yeah, not yeah, not yeah. allowed to install anything other on your yeah, computer yeah, than the yeah. laptop you were given. Um, so they are slightly different, but not um, not in a in a really big way. So if 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 you're on the top page in Google, you will be likely. at least likely, maybe not in the yeah. same position, but likely in on on the top page in Bing as well. Um, but there. That's where it gets interesting as well, because with with um, Microsoft um, having this, what is it, twenty billion stake in in OpenAI, they're gonna buy, and maybe cooperating this into Bing. And Google has announced um, they will release um, a conversational chatbot 
um, buy this here, somewhere this year. Again, the search market um, might give some other smaller players a chance to get a little bit more of the market share. But when everybody was talking about ChatGPT being the Google killer or big competition, no, no, no. I, I don't buy that. I, I don't buy that either, and I don't think so. Um, and Google has all the, the um, computing power and, and AI knowledge in the background. I think their only problem is how do we monetize it? Mm, yes. I yeah, think yeah. there's a product ready there to go straight away, but they think, yeah, but how do we yeah, make money think, out of yeah, it? Yeah, I wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, do you think it matters what search engines people are going to use? I mean, in my mind, it, it, you know, they're all striving to do the, the same thing apart from monetize themselves. It's provide the best results. And if that's what we're striving to do for our own websites in terms of the, the content we produce and the user experience we provide, surely... It's not going to make a huge impact on website owners themselves, or or do you does your opinion differ from that? No, I'm I'm totally with you, and and uh, I think Google's mantra, which is one of the few things I I think that's really nice about them, is yeah, think, think about your user and you know optimize your content for the user. But yeah, as an SEO, you have to say okay, but we have to rank up as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so we might have to you know cut some things a little bit short mm -hmm. and more likely put a little bit more wording around things that it just gets a little bit more volume or we can, you know, get some, some like, um, neighboring, um, uh, what's the word? Um, some, some, some neighboring content or, 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 um, categories mentioned as well. And, um, that we can, um, get some, some logical internal linking in there as well. So we might just, you know, put an extra paragraph of something that's not really on the topic. But yeah. uh, so this all happens. It doesn't matter which search engine really, because in the end they, they use similar algorithms. I mean, you just mentioned in the beginning the Yandex League where yeah. everybody is going crazy. And I, they are, thought, they? Yeah. I just thought, yeah, but why um, is everybody going crazy? But there are a few takeaways you can... I saw that there was, I think, I could be, don't quote me on this, but 20,000 different ways in which they rank a website? Yeah, something 20, like this. 20,000, that's, that's mental, isn't it? Then, then I'm sometimes surprised, you know, wh whoever reads this all, if they have read really all the, the, the Google guidelines. Mm. Because, yeah, they, they keep their algorithm very close to them, but they have the guidelines out there. And I think I might have read 5% of the Google guidelines because they are thousands of pages and guidelines yeah. and so yeah, yeah. only what interests me are like oh yeah let's let's look at this yeah. and <laughs> what what does google say about it um again there might be a chance for ai to just you know prompt it oh tell me what is said you know in this in this document yeah, just sum summarize it summarize yeah. summarization is something it's really good at or if, if you just you know have have very long scientific test text or whatever copy and paste it in there and give me a short summarization or just, you know, just tell me about this specific point in the whole text and summarize it up. Mm. So that's where it can be very helpful and yeah. time-saving. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what's your technical SEO knowledge like? So do you think that AI has got a space in? There we go. <laughs> nice ringtone. <laughs> Do you think AI has got a place for, for technical SEO at all? Um, 
Yes, sure it has. Um, it will be, again, very helpful in, in um, filtering data. Yeah. Um, for sure you need, need other tools, but uh, most people will use Screaming Frog. Um, I always get a little bit overwhelmed when, you know, you crawl your home yeah. whole page and then, oh, where do I find this now? And yes, you can, can filter it and stuff like this, but it would be easier and nice if you just can, you know, put it all in somewhere, prompt something and give me an output for this and this. I'm thinking of a world where you could say, you know, list me all the pages that have a broken link or list me all the, I don't know, all the pages that have less than five internal links, stuff like that, just to give you the output. Yeah, that's basically, I think that's that's even possible with Screaming Frog or with, with um, HRS or ZEMrush or whatever. You can find them and have them. Yeah, you can go but, through but, them, yeah. But then, then um, combining the information, because again, if you have a very big page or site and over a million pages, and then you have, okay, now I want everything that has a broken image and that has more traffic than yeah, yeah, thousand yeah. hits per month or everything combining different data sources. Mm. Give me everything that needs high attention, like a broken link or a broken image or something like this, and has this and this traffic and Great has generated traffic. this and this um, revenue or where revenue has dropped and yeah. where is an image. So there, again, AI can be the tool, but AI won't be the creative idea behind no. it to see what, what do I need. Yeah, it makes prioritization. That would make prioritization so much easier, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, and likewise, with, we spoke about content, we spoke about the technical side of it. In terms of things like um, digital PR, link building, link. Um, do you think AI's got a place for that at all? Obviously, digital PR is something that um, we do a lot of with creative content. So again, ideation is, is something we spoke about, but... Um, generating um, contacts for the outreach and that kind of stuff, but anything you've seen from your experience? Ooh, that's, that's where I'm a little bit critical because like you said, you, you do stuff like this and um, how easy would it be to sniff out when you receive, you know, if any journalist receives um, like five times a nearly same subject line in his email? Because people well, yeah, imagine, people yeah. all generated it with AI. Same, same thing, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, but link building and, and, and outreach is something where I'm rather critical anywhere. I think link building, again, there was this like link farming and stuff like this mm. where I always, where it worked for a while. Uh, I always thought it should have never worked. Because I always find it rather appalling to just, you know, buy yeah. yourself into something. Oh, yeah, I can imagine, you. Yeah. Um, but if you have content that is really good and is linkable, people will link to it still, I think. And um, so it might be used, but I think it will be misused as well. The question is when, when will be people found out? And for outreach, yeah, write, write compelling headlines. I mean, again going away from this, going to like um, AdWords, uh, when you have like 30 um, um, digits limit for your headline and 90 limits, um, character limits um, for for your um, description. And that can be really helpful, you know, to shorten something or write, write me. Mm. 
90, 90 um, characters long about yeah. this, write me a headline with 30 characters yeah. about this. And again, the question is, will you take it or will you use it just as an ideation and give it a little bit your personal touch as well? So that's, I think, up to the user and then maybe some A-B testing to yeah, see what, what yeah. works better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Have you, have you managed to play with some of the Google Sheets uh, integrations with ChatGPT? Um, I had a quick play the other day. I, I, I really thought about it, but I didn't have the time. Um, so no, not not up to now, but there are some interesting ideas mm. out there. But then again, at the moment, at least, I say people are publishing like, oh, this is the ultimate God. Google Sheet. And you this just can't this. go on Twitter or LinkedIn without it anymore, can you? Yeah, and, and it's everybody has the major idea and, and it's the same with all these. These are the 50 most important Prompts. prompts yeah. and, <clears throat> and then it's like, oh, yeah, put your URL in here. No, it doesn't crawl. It doesn't crawl, <laughs> and so there's there's a lot of a lot of useful stuff being generated at the moment by humans, not by the AI. Mm. Maybe by the AI as well. We don't know. Uh, but there's a lot of rubbish as well at yeah. the moment being being just put out, and a lot of people are just yeah, this is good clickbait. So I just why it's a you fifty can't, best. Say you can't go online anymore without seeing it. But well, look obviously, you know the conversations I've had with some of the team here as well that they're saying. Similar things to what you're saying. AI is it's a tool. It is a tool you can use to, you know, support what you're doing. But nothing, nothing yet. Maybe in the future, who knows? But nothing is going to replace that that human interception of that 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 creative output as well. So, is that is that your summary of things in terms of AI? Use it as a tool. Use it to speed things up. Use it to do some of the more boring sort of administrative tasks, which you know can come with SEO. But creative output is not going to replace that anytime soon. Yeah, I think that sums it up pretty well. And there are, there are things, you know, like um, as an SEO, like said in the beginning, I, I can write a little bit of HTML. I'm really rubbish at everything else in coding um, other than a little bit, bit JSON for schema or whatever. But if it comes to anything, I'm like, uh, ask the dev team. Yeah. But there are things where AI can be really, really helpful as well. And I think even more for developer teams and stuff like this, it will be a major tool to speed things up because everything that's just, oh yeah, write, write me something, you know. Yeah, so, to be fair, you know, a big, big part, part of our business is, is is development. And again, we're, we're in, investigating how we can use it to to impact that as well. So there's lots of stuff. We've, I don't think, we're not close to pulling the trigger on anything really. Truth be no, told. but it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to play with. We, we, had, we, had, it write, we had it writing um, a WordPress plugin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it writes a WordPress yeah, plugin. It does, so, yeah. and and that's just something I would never be able to do. But no, no. I haven't tested it up to now, so I'm not sure if it really works <laughs> or if it will break the internet. Come on, waiting but, for it. Um, but yeah, it's for, for for stuff like this, and for I think it might help even um, the internal communication to be easier mm. because you. At least that's, that's, that's me, and I think a lot of people who work in our industry, they are quite curious people. Even if they are specialized, they, they um, take in a lot of information, they try to grab every information. Yeah. And while talking to the AI, because it's, it's a conversional, it's a chat, GPT called, um, it can explain things to you. And it explains things pretty good when it comes to technical things. So, it you does, know, yeah. How does, does you know something like a plugin 
work? How does, does um, an API work? Mm. How, how, how can I connect this to this? How you know does, I don't know, SSH work or whatever? And it explains it to you. And you, you can just ask it again. So I didn't understand. Can you, or can you just elaborate on the point above? Because it keeps the history. You can prompt it back. Yeah. No, can be fine things, and that's that's I think where it will be helpful. But yeah, it will be a tool, a very powerful tool. Um, it will get better and better. I think at the moment, ChatGPT is based on GPT 3.5, I think, which has uh, I don't know how many billion data so points. 4.0 has got something like 10 times and, more. But everybody it? is waiting for GPT 4 at the moment, which um, will blow it out the water, effectively. blow GPT 3 out of the water. but. In the end, I think it's it's someone. I'm not sure who it was, but I found it quite interesting the comparison. It's it's um, so AI is like um, like a five year old with with a vast amount of knowledge, but you really have to tell it what to do with this knowledge. Mm. If nobody tells to do it with with the knowledge, it just does whatever. Very, you have to be very. If you, if you are specific with it, you get some really good outputs. But if you if you're not specific with it, you get can can be know, very random at times as really well. Really poor outputs, yeah. Well, on that note, any final words on AI um, and your experience with that? Uh, yeah, don't don't be afraid of it. Um, use it. Try to find the boundaries of mm. where it is useful for you. Get your head around it because um, it's here. It's here to stay. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, like most things, if, if you don't use it, you are either in a very, very niche or you will be a little bit behind the scene in a while. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Well, look, really appreciate your time. Really great chat. And and yeah, I'm sure I'll see you again soon. We'll continue the conversation maybe for a part two. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. No problem at all. Um, lovely. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you again soon.